Welcome to The Word This Week, where we believe that the Bible is more than just words on a page. They are the words we live by, and it's pretty cool too. We invite you to join us as we read through the Bible together this year. Psalm 121, I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he watches over Israel, never slumbers or sleeps. The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon at night. The Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go, both now and forever. Welcome back to The Word This Week. This is episode 18. I'm your host, Brian Vaughn, and we are still in the Psalms. And I love that Psalm uh, 121. And as I was reading it this week, I wrote down in the margins, I said, it's so beautiful, but it doesn't always feel this way. Joining me today are Jimmy Thorpe and Ethan Bohannon. We spend a lot of time talking about Psalm 73 and how Psalm 73 jumped out to us as something that was so relatable and really expressed that emotion of, yeah, that's beautiful and we want to see the Lord work that way, but it doesn't always feel that way. So stick with us as we unpack this together. Ethan and Jimmy, welcome back. Hey, thanks. Glad Good to be, be here. Back. I'm excited that we get to sit down and, and talk a little more. Yeah. Um, I was wondering uh, for either of you guys or both of you, how has reading through scripture this time around, are there any things that are changing for you and maybe the way you uh, are reading the Bible or the way it's impacting maybe specific situations going on in your life or uh, direct circumstances. I mean, yeah, you know, it's <laughs> scripture's always moving and living and breathing, and it always just every time I read through it, even before this chronological thing, uh, it's crazy how there's always a perfect piece for what's happening in my life, yeah. you know, right then. And it's the same way, like this week, reading through the Psalms and uh, some of the stuff that's being said there, like it just kind of blows my mind how it goes so perfectly with maybe what I'm struggling with personally. You know, maybe something I'm not, you know, and, and so I'm always like, God, you're cool. Like, it's Mm -hmm. so cool how you work through that and allow that to work in my life at just the right moment when I need it. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say connected to that, I'm, I'm reading much more carefully than I ever have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, many of us grew up in church and have been reading our Bibles for a long time. And, uh, I think I'm, I'm applying healthy ways to interpret scripture um, more thorough these days, whereas previously I might have just read it and tried to apply everything directly to my life, yeah, yeah. as if the Bible was written about me. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, yeah. I'm just being kind of funny, but seriously, like no. you're reading it through the lens of yourself. And now I try my best not to do that. And it's funny, the more careful I am, the more I find there for me. Yeah. <laughs> like even more than if I was just trying to read into everything. Uh, for me, I've been reading it as preparation honestly, for for this podcast. Oh, sure, yeah. You know? And so it's affected the way I read it a little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, something else that's, that's been interesting, I've, I've really, as I've been reading it, I've been conscious of 
the types of literature uh, that each section is. So like with the Psalms, mm-hmm. whether they're it's poetry or mm-hmm. or songs or prayers, and just noticing different things about those types of literature mm-hmm. and how so many of the biblical writers they use contrast a lot. Yeah, yeah, and uh, those have been things that are sticking out to me. Whether it's through reading through some of the kings and uh, first with like Saul and David, seeing seeing the contrast mm-hmm. uh, between them and that I think the writers intentionally are showing some of this contrast. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and we've even through some of the Psalms this week seen mm-hmm. a, a lot of contrast. There's totally. a contrast between the godly and the wicked. And mm-hmm. um, it's just really interesting. And I think so much of the Bible was written in a time to where they didn't have it physically available in front of them. Right. Yeah. The written word was not a. I mean, it was a thing, but mm-hmm. it um, it wasn't readily available yeah, to the, the masses. Carried it right, yeah. yeah. And so, so it was written in a way that would not only capture your imagination, but you could easily understand. Mm-hmm. And so, in the way that they used imagery and mm-hmm. metaphor, yeah. it uh, it was done in such a way that it just sticks with you, right? And makes it come alive. Yeah. So that's been really cool to see that. Right. Knowing that it's an oral tradition, you know, some of the references we don't quite get. One of those Psalms was talking about the Lord and, and his voice and the power of his voice and yeah. and how it does all these things. And it uses the imagery of like, it's like the sky and it wraps the whole earth as a constant reminder. And like the sun rises and sets and it's available to everyone just like you are i i just yeah. think it's looking at that oral tradition and and trying to use pictures and metaphors um and uh, analogies to try to help people yeah. like write the word in their hearts you can see and he was talking about um a mountain like you make this mountain mm-hmm. leap and you make this you know and it's stuff that they know about so ge- geographically you yeah. know that was connected to who they were as a people. When it's like leap like a deer. Like or like a deer, a, yeah. Uh, yeah. Or something yeah, I don't like know that. the exact quote, I, yeah. I know, when I read through it, I was like, okay, I wonder what that would look like. Wouldn't yeah. that be, that'd be crazy? <laughs> a mountain frolicking around. Uh, but you can tell they're taking different yeah. uh, avenues, various avenues to try to r- help write um, the word on people's hearts, yeah. you know? When David's talking about the law, he's saying the law of the Lord is perfect, refining the soul, sweet as the honeycomb, um, more precious than gold. And he's using words and language that people and imagery that it's evocative that can burn into people's brains. And that's why it's so effective as a preacher to do the very same thing with sermon illustrations and painting a picture for people. You want them to hold it in their heart, you know? Sure. All of our reading was from the Psalms mm-hmm. yeah. uh, this week. Uh, are there some things you're noticing or maybe even the way it's laid out in this chronological Bible, which we've been using, that might be different from if we just had a standard Bible yeah. in front of us? I think it's good to point out that the the Psalms are categorized in five books traditionally. Yeah. And that the first book is chapter 1 through 41, the second is 42 to 72, the third, 73 to 89, the fourth, 50 to 106, and the fifth, 107 to 150. And at the end of each book, it's kind of 
culminates in a doxology yeah. um, where you're giving praise to God and kind of amening the work. And, and they were likely read uh, as a book, you know, right. uh, at a sitting or in a time and, and taught from in that way. Um, and, and since we're doing it chronologically, it's broken all apart and it's um, it may seem mishmashed theme wise, but it's really just trying to connect the Psalms to the t- overall timeline yeah. of what's happening with, um, in this case, uh, David and Israel, right. and and then um, you know it's it's also good to know that the the Psalms are topical, you know, or thematic rather, and um, we talked about this a little at church the other day, but many of them are are hymns, which are sacred songs, formal songs that yeah. that they would sing you know, uh, corporately, which is yeah. pretty amazing. And some of them that are hymns are surprising that they would sing, you know, it's like, uh, I am so sad. I want to die just, you know, to this <laughs> tune, you know, like, like these people saying <laughs> yeah. this stuff. Um, but there's like hymns, there's laments, there's, there's, there's Psalms of confidence, Psalms of Thanksgiving, um, Royal Psalms, which talk about, David as king, but also as an allegory for the coming Christ, which is amazing. Yeah. And then also everyone's favorite, the imprecatory Psalms, which are <laughs> kill my enemies. Yeah, okay. I had to look it up. <laughs> That's what that means. Huh? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. Yeah, there's a name for it, but it's like kill my enemies. Um, they, they're crushed under your boot heels, Lord, you know, I don't, I don't really pray. You're so imprecatory. I know. I, Can we use that? I'm not, I'm not very imprecatious <laughs> what is normally. But well. it's just good to know that that there are um, these major themes within these psalms, and realizing like, oh yeah, this is a psalm of praise, or this is a hymn, or this is a psalm of confidence, or this is, um, you know, it it just helps you sort out um, kind of the original intent and meaning of these things. Yeah. And as we're reading them all jumbled up, it may seem like, huh, what's what's the through line here? Right. But just recognizing that the way they were originally um, filed. Uh, collated <laughs> were, were, uh, had had a different intent. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's cool too to we see in these a lot of emotion, mm. right? And so I know I, we've probably all experienced it at some point or another. It's almost in today's culture, especially sometimes in the Christian culture, it's like watch your emotions. Do you mm-hmm. not have enough faith? Do you not, you know? And we see him here. He's praying like I think Steve talked about it Sunday. It's like break the arm of my enemies. Mm-hmm. You know, and kill them, do this. But then he, we also see him lamenting. And just like you were talking about the good times, the bad times. And uh, to me, you know, it is an encouragement. It's like, it's okay to have emotion, right? Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know, it's just an encouragement to me to see this. It's like mm-hmm. God, and we were talking about it beforehand, you know, that God can handle that. Yeah. God can handle our emotion and he wants us to cry out to him. Like that's what he right. asked for. He loves us as a father and he wants us to come to him and bring our worries and our troubles. And uh, it's just encouraging to me to know like, hey, God doesn't want, what is it I've heard before? God doesn't want me to take a shower before I come to him. Right? Yeah, he, right. he wants the mess. He loves us and wants us mm-hmm. to confide in him and be there for him and have emotion, you know. We were created that way. Right. Exactly. Right. We were created to express emotions. And while I firmly believe our emotions shouldn't be our guide right. so much, but they're more 
think of the language of like a thermo, uh, a thermostat or a thermometer. Right. Yeah. Um, our emotions shouldn't be our thermostat mm-hmm. determining the where we're going to set the temperature. Right. Yeah. yeah. But they are a thermometer. Of, yeah. To say, okay, what's what's going on here? Right. Yeah. And I think it's so important. I think that's what I love about the Psalms is many of the Psalm writers they are taking those emotions, they're taking their circumstances mm-hmm. before the Lord. Yeah. And just saying, this is this is what's going on. Yeah. Right. When we learn to do that, I think we mature in our faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we we take those before the Lord. Mm-hmm. And we can be open and honest. Well, I mean, he knows what's right. going on yeah, in our hearts and our minds. But I mean, that's relationship. You know, I like I I mm-hmm. can tell. I see my kids, and I can I can see something that's going going on, or I can see the way they're acting, or I can mm-hmm. see, and I like I know what's going on with them. But I still want them to talk to me about it yeah exactly. and express and I, I think the lord that's the relation mm-hmm. our relationship with the lord yeah. and our heavenly yeah. father is him like he sees what's going on but he wants us to talk to him about it right yeah and as we talk to him about it that's the way we're communicating and then as we sit and we listen mm-hmm. then we let him inform those emotions we let yeah. him transform yeah our hearts being three guys that have grown up in church i would say that it was certainly modeled that men are to not have mm-hmm. large feelings and mm-hmm. emotions, um, positive or negative. Yeah. Like you're not, you're certainly not to be mastered by them, which is what you're advocating for, which I agree. Like your heart is wicked above all else <laughs> without the Lord speaking wisdom through it and in, into it. But, um, you know, I can speak for myself and maybe you'll agree or disagree, but that's how it was for growing up for me and being a kid and being a man now that has really huge feelings and a deep yeah. reservoir of in- empathy and care and a, just a big heart. Um, that's not been championed as yeah. a child. You know, that's actually quite the opposite. You know, it's like, Hey, watch, watch it, watch it. And it's like men are not allowed to be angry as well like that i think that's a difficult thing to uh to uh, come to grips with uh now as i'm in a church that's healthy and and that sees me as a whole person and not just yeah. some um what they wish that i would be you know they they uh, i'm being led and being poured into and and i see that my my emotions are seen as a value even in that healthy uh environment right. you know we're not to raise our i was talking to you the other day it's like well, don't raise your voice. Don't get too loud. <laughs> yeah. Don't be yeah. too big. Don't be too imposing. Don't. And it's not that that is instinctively man, but there are parts of uh, a man's heart that, like, we do get angry. You know, we do get mad. We will raise our voice, and we do get sad, and we do feel pain, and we do. We have a. We're we we have robust emotions, yeah. and that's not always been allowed. And so yeah. when I read the Psalms, all this to say, when I read the Psalms, I see laments, I see anger, yeah. I see rage even, I see worry, I see panic, I see a, a bouquet of emotions that yeah. I, I, I was not allowed to have growing up. Yeah. And what I also see is um, what we're going to uh, discover in Psalm 73, as we unpack that in a moment, um, 
we see a guy that is feeling some really strong, huge emotions, and he's grit, he's he's wrestling. Yeah, you know. But then there's a turn where yeah. um, he realizes that all of his emotions have to be put in subjection to the father. Sure. Because and and that's where I want to end this little thought is like I don't um, I'm not advocating that we just let our emotions run wild. Right. But we have to allow people to be people and fully people sure. <laughs> with with a wide range of emotions and recognizing that all these emotions are going to bow to Christ. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to be uh, serving them, nor are they going to master me. But I can be allowed to to have these deep well of emotions, yeah. and um, and I can have a richer, fuller life right. because yeah. of it. But I've come to I've really come to believe that part of Jesus coming was to give us a picture of what human mm. was meant to be. Sure. You know, it, we, uh, the scriptures talk about the example of the first Adam, <laughs> you yeah. know, and, and how he took it yeah. to a different place. True. Now but Jesus, now the second Adam, Jesus, but Jesus is, this is what human right. is supposed to look like. and better Adam. And yeah. he expressed emotion. Mm-hmm. He expressed yeah, exactly. joy. He expressed. Uh, he expressed sorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, he expressed anger. anger. Uh, and so, he's our model, right? And, and we're told that, and we know that Christ did not sin. Yeah, exactly. And so, so yeah. he was able to express those in a way that was still Honor godly and God. holy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, he's our model. So you mentioned Psalm seventy three. Yeah. As uh, as we were uh, talking before we push record. Psalm 73 is one of those that had stuck out to all three of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so for you guys, what what is it that stuck out? Well, I know for me, you know, as I was reading through that, Timmy, uh, you had said before mm-hmm. that it was very relatable. Yeah, I just wrote down Psalm 73 is all caps, relatable, underlined. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it is. It is. You know, we, we see the part that really stuck out to me was where he was saying, uh, um, you know, did I did I keep my heart pure for nothing? Like, yeah. have I done all this stuff for nothing? I see all of these wicked people that are mm. prospering. And to me, it just it obviously resonated with our society today. And it's like, you see all this stuff that you right. know is not right, that you know is not of God. And they're doing great mm. is what it seems to be. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, but as we continue reading, you know, he has that shift where he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I, I, why am I doing this? Should I be doing something else? But, we see that mm-hmm. the eternal reward is what we get, right? right? All they have is what's here now, but yeah. we get mm-hmm. Christ. We get eternity with him. We get heaven. Mm-hmm. And and I know for me, it it helps me to keep my emotions like in check and my, my goal in check, I guess you could say, because I know that I am really bad to compare myself mm. to people. And uh, play that comparison game and and see well they've they've got it all together and they've got this and I know you know they're not living the way God wants them to yeah what's the point right um, but then I can take comfort in knowing that my reward is heaven and my reward is Christ yeah I was just kind of relieved honestly yeah reading yeah. it I was like man I yeah I get that. And I guess we should read it here in yeah, a minute. Yeah, but, let's give a little context to it. For but sure. goodness gracious, I just read it and I was like, I don't feel like such a junkie person now. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> I hate that he felt that way. And <laughs> I hate that I feel that way sometimes. And I, I don't know if I'm trying to save face here, but I will say it's not that I really care 
in a judging sense that the the wicked quote unquote are prospering it just makes me sad sometimes to know that the people that i respect the most that i feel are the most godly that are pressing in the hardest that are sacrificing the most they're the ones that i often see pummeled the hardest mm-hmm. by all by the fall of man yeah. <laughs> and um it is hard to reconcile that sure um and so reading that it's like okay, I'm not the only one that feels that way. And then I too take a turn, like you were describing, Ethan, as the, as the person in the psalm does, where, oh, okay, that reward that, that they're reaping right now is a right now reward. Yeah. My sights need to be set on heaven versus on the problems of today or the things that I lack or I wish were different. Yeah. yeah. Uh, i tell you what, I, w- I want to start reading it and – as we come to those places, you guys interrupt and say, yeah, that, that okay, right there. Yeah. Okay. Is that yeah. cool? Uh, so this is Psalm 73 and it says it's a Psalm of Asaph. Truly God is good to Israel, to those whose hearts are pure. But as for me, I almost lost my footing. Preach. My feet were slipping and I was almost gone. For I envied the proud when I saw them prosper despite their wickedness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They seem to live such painless lives. Their bodies are so healthy and strong. They don't have troubles like other people. They're not plagued with problems like everyone else. Yeah, I'll stop you there. That's yeah. a, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And less about like what they get. I don't care about that, but the health and like, yeah. We've just walked intimately with people that have suffered such difficulty in their in their bodies and in their health. And um, it is tough to see people really have no care for the Lord and treat their bodies as if they're not a gift and and just uh, have such ease. And then yeah. to see people of faith just get hit after hit with um, medical bills and problems and yeah. loss and even death. It's just it's right. troublesome. Yeah, and the, the word you use just keeps ringing in my head, so relatable. Like as yeah. I was reading that, I was like, gosh, I've felt the, I felt mm. that way before. You yeah. know, they wear pride like a jeweled necklace and clothe themselves with cruelty. <laughs> These fat cats have everything their hearts could ever wish for. They scoff and speak only evil and their pride. They seek to crush others. They boast against the very heavens and their words strut throughout the earth. And so the people are dismayed and confused, drinking in all their words What does God know, they ask. Does the Most High even know what's happening? Look at these wicked people enjoying a life of ease while their riches multiply. Did I keep my heart pure for nothing? Ethan, you mentioned that one, right? Did I keep myself innocent for no reason? I get nothing but trouble all day long. Every morning brings me pain. And I'm going to stop you right there. You know, I, that, like I said, that resonated with me, but also even up where it says, does the most high even know what's happening? And I've been in that spot before, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like, God, are you even here? Like, do you, mm-hmm. w- why is this happening? Like all this stuff that's going on, do you even see? Like, do you know what's happening? And uh, that's where I come. I, it's funny, like these things he's saying is, exact thoughts I've had. It's like, well, they're prospering. You know, why did I do this? Like, and I I think, you know, I struggle a lot as we were talking about this. uh, I struggle a lot with like this idea of, I don't really know what word to say for it, but I guess justice. It's like Mm -hmm. this idea of why should they get this when this person gets this? Let's Mm -hmm. make it right. I'm a fixer. 
And so I want to fix these problems. Like, that's not right. Let's get justice in on it. Mm. You know, and so like what he's talking about here to me does not seem just, Mm -hmm. there's no justice in this. And it makes me angry Mm. and, and, but also hurts, you know, like you were talking about. And, and so then that's when I come to that point of what's the point, right? Mm -hmm. Why, why even do this? Are you even here, God? But then we see that change. Yeah. And I'm sure the psalmist has in his mind, I know that God is a God of justice. Yeah, exactly. And so why? Yeah, this is a paradox to him. Yeah, Yeah. right. But then there's a a real change in tone uh, at this point in the psalm. Mm -hmm. If I had really spoken this way to others, I would have been a traitor to your people. So I tried to understand why the wicked prosper. But what a difficult task it is. Then, (laughs) this is... This is so amazing to me. Then I went into your sanctuary, O God, and I finally understood the destiny of the wicked. Truly, you put them on a slippery path and send them sliding over the cliff to destruction. In an instant, they are destroyed, completely swept away by terrors. When you arise, O Lord, you will laugh at their silly ideas as a person laughs at dreams in the morning. And then even a change. So it's like... I went to your sanctuary, O oh God. So I'm getting a truer picture of really what's going yeah. on here, right? As I spend time in your presence, mm-hmm. then I realized that my heart was bitter and I was all torn up inside. I was so foolish and arrogant. I must have seemed like a senseless animal to you, yet I still belong to you. Mm-hmm. You hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel, leading me to a glorious destiny. If I could stop you there, yeah. I mean, with all my heart, that is a prayer I keep coming back to you. When I realize um, that my heart was bitter, I'm all torn up inside, mm-hmm. and I was foolish and arrogant, and I'm just a fool. Yeah. <laughs> but I still belong to you. I still yeah. know who I am. Yeah. And I'm sorry I'm in this spot again. <laughs> I've probably prayed that I don't know how many times. Yeah. Because I just, I'm, I'm not good at learning lessons while they happen Hmm. it's usually in a moment of quietness and i reflect back on the day and i'm like oh oh, i missed it i so missed it and i have to come back patting my hand to the lord and apologize like i know who i am but the way that i'm acting and the way that i'm doubting and the way that i'm feeling doesn't line up with with who you say i am and i'm really sorry Yeah. yeah whom have i in heaven but you i desire you more than anything on earth My health may fail and my spirit may grow weak, but God remains the strength of my heart. He is mine forever. Those who desert him will perish for you destroy those who abandon you. But as for me, how good it is to be near God. I have made the sovereign Lord my shelter and I will tell everyone about the wonderful things you do. Ain't it the truth, man? Yeah. I think that may have just become one of my favorite songs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there's so many, there's so many things, but man, I think that just, it gives language to, mm-hmm. to our, we talked about emotions earlier, but it gives, it gives language to our prayers. Yeah. I'm very thankful for that. Yeah. To have something, I don't, I don't know that I'm that eloquent, but to read that mm-hmm. and like, oh yeah, that's exactly how yeah. I was feeling. Yeah. It's funny. It's like, I must have seemed like an animal to you. <laughs> a senseless. <laughs> a senseless animal. animal. Yeah. yeah. 
which he's thinking like a donkey or something probably. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, yeah. I must be the dumbest thing. And I, yeah, I get it. <laughs> and I have been, and I will be again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, right. It's funny. I kind of picture it like a squirrel that just is like, uh -huh. pff, pff. you know, when a squirrel runs yeah. out in front of you, like it doesn't know what to do. So it stops. Right. It goes back here, you know? Right. It's funny. You could, in that context, you could ask people like, what animal, what senseless animal would you be? <laughs> And I think I'd probably be like a donkey or a sloth, just <laughs> not get it till later. And we have some friends that are probably like squirrels on berserk. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I think he's more gracious than the psalmist is allowing the Lord. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, but, absolutely. But that is how it feels. Like, I, I must be the dumbest thing that you've ever made right now. Yeah. Especially when you get that clarity and you see... Yeah. And I love seeing the psalmist's thought process along the way. Mm -hmm. Like, you really do see the whole arc of that emotion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's not even jealousy. He's just like, why? Why is it like this? But then I realize, and now here I am, and I'm back. Hey, I don't need anything but you. Right. You know, and thanks for helping me see that. And I think maybe sometimes that is why some of these juxtapositions exist uh, where heaven is crashing into earth and mm -hmm. we're citizens of a of a higher kingdom yet we're living in the world we live in today and there's always that that tension and that that rub point um and we're seeing this this guy working that out yeah. and uh I long to, I hope I figure it out as fast as he does yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in that song when in I'm one frustrated. Song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I think for me where he, he does have that turn, he says, you know, I went into your sanctuary. Mm -hmm. Something that really stuck out to me with that um, was the fact that he didn't just, it's not that you're just sitting there waiting. Okay, well, this is not right. God yeah. come show me. Right. You know, he approached God. He's like, I'm going to. I'm going to go to God. Right. I'm going to, it wasn't like, I'm just going to sit in this corner and wait until God decides to show right. up. He went for it and was like, but I'm, I went into your sanctuary. You showed me, yeah. you know. And he ends that with, but as for me, how good it is to be near God. Yeah. You know, and it's very similar to what he said earlier. Uh, mm -hmm. But then I went into your sanctuary. Yeah. Like we have to spend time in the presence of right. the Lord. Yeah in order to fully understand mm -hmm. and recognize exactly the state of everything. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's the key that unlocks every door. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that was a probably a better way to end than this, but I just want to say, it's like he was talking about if I spoke this way to your people, I'd be considered a traitor. Mm -hmm. So one, it just shows the intimacy that the Psalmist has with the father, Yeah, which is amazing. Like I'm going to speak to you in a way that I wouldn't speak to anyone on right. earth. Right. Which is often the reversal. Yeah. Sometimes we'll be more candid with mm -hmm. our spouses and our friends and loved ones than we will be with sure. the Lord. But this guy's like, no, I, I trust you and I have such a relationship with you that I'm going to be as honest as I could be with anyone with you, Father. And I'm not going to, and then too, i I'm not going to share this like this with mm -hmm. your people. Yeah. And not that you don't want to share your doubts with trusted close circle of friends, pastor, people that you, you believe in and, and people that that love you enough to tell you the truth, you know, there, there's just an appropriateness to, yeah. you don't want to just dump that out on the congregation. This is the kind of thing that you can take to the father and you can take to trusted people. And he kept it to himself because he knew he had to work this out. The Lord was his lightning rod. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and took it all and then helped him see how, how right. do I take us out? Yeah. yeah. And you know, the Lord is so steady and awesome. I was talking to you, Brian, earlier about parenting and, and I was saying, I just want to be the rock that the, the waves of my children that they can break against me. Yeah. Like I'm so steady mm-hmm. and that, uh, I just called that picture to mind. Yeah. That's exactly God with me. That's who yeah. he is. Like he's that lighthouse and those, that cliff face and I'm the waves and I'm breaking and breaking and breaking and breaking and he's never going to relent and he's never going to lay down. And he's also always going to be a safe harbor and a place that I can confidently break against. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Thank you, Lord. And Amen. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Brian. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we want to thank the River Community Church for sponsoring this podcast. And if you have any questions about the podcast, feel free to reach out to us at twtw at therivercc.com. Or if you're looking for a church home in Cookville, Tennessee, be sure to check us out at therivercc.com. Thanks, and join us next time on The Word This Week.